Sony is very lucky that his father is a better person than Oli. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day, he's the biggest fool in Manchester. And that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. No one <laughs> wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. Hello everybody, welcome to yet another episode of the Baller Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Vis, and join usual two suspects, uh, Rahul and Kaiser. How are we doing, boys? Hello, hello. Yes, so yes, good. hello. Not so good, why? Bit, why? Been sick Been sick for a week, but oh, as no. you can probably tell from my voice, but... Uh, I'll You're survive. just overdoing it. You did sound from, like this. Yeah, from your Instagram stories, <laughs> yes, Kaiser. I don't. You don't look very guys, sick, lah. Apologies for any coughs <laughs> and uh, stuff. Uh, fair, fair but Yes. So, are you guys excited for the WC for the World Cup? The WC. Who calls it that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> <I just did>. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. fucking weird, man. But yes, I am. Are you excited, excited to watch or are you excited to watch? <laughs> 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 I love how you pause there. Yeah. So Are you cool. excited to watch? What else can we do oh. apart from watch uh, yeah, the World exactly, Cup? Yeah, exactly, right? Please, like, yeah. I love international football. I love it. <laughs> uh, I'm not, actually, I'm not as excited as I have been uh, for other international tournaments, if I'm being honest. And why is that? Is the, it because, because the fact that it's in winter, Qatar. the fact that it's in mm. Qatar, there's definitely... Uh, a negative aspect to it, like, I think, which I've never had with any other tournament, you know. Usually, um, uh, World Cup all is usually during the holiday season, everybody's in a good mood, relax, and watch, right? Usually, most of the time. Yeah, this normally the first in the World summer, Cup, I'm like, you, have, you know, it's warm yeah. outside, you this, have like, yeah. out this is the first World Cup, I'm like, I'm okay not being there kind of thing. Every World Cup, I've been like, wow, if only I can be there, you know. But this one, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, being. Exactly. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so this pod, guys, is going to be our usual pod, but I don't think we're doing any previews because, as you all know, the Premier League has come to a halt. Uh, we'll resume only after the World Cup is over. So the teams that we will be previewing include Arsenal. Reviewing. Uh, sorry, reviewing, not previewing. Arsenal, Leeds, as well as Tottenham Hotspur. So before we get into it, I think we need to address a few things. Uh, the latest hot topic that's on everyone's mind is the controversial interview between Ronaldo <laughs> and Piers Morgan love oh all people. <laughs> so, amazing. Who's so the bigger come out of the two? Uh, I can't decide. <laughs> tough question. Tough question, bro. <laughs> I can't believe if I asked that to you two weeks ago, it would have been such an easy answer for yeah. you. <laughs> How things change. Uh? Guys, you remember the time where United signed Ronaldo and I came over to your house to borrow a USB-C yeah, you couldn't stop there. smiling and I laughing. I couldn't stop yeah. smiling. <laughs> oh, bro. What did he, Kaiser, yeah, what did man. your brother ask me? <laughs> so downhill from there. Something you, about you Fred. Fred. <laughs> 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 oh, so let's, let's start with some of the statements. For those of you who have not seen it, which I highly doubt. If okay, so he goes part. on to say, I feel betrayed. Some people I feel don't want me here. Not just this year, but last year too. And then he goes on to say, oh, these are just snippets, yeah? I do not have respect for the manager because he does not show respect for me. If you don't have respect for me, I'm never going to have respect for you. 
And then he goes on and he says, The progress was zero. Uh, since Sir Alex left, I saw no evolution in the club. Nothing had changed. He goes on to talk about the jacuzzi, the kitchen, the gym, technology, etc. And he goes on and on. So for those of you who don't know, the actual full 90-minute interview comes out on a Thursday and a Friday in two parts. So what Piers Morgan is doing is slowly releasing drips, you know, snippets here and there to hype to the actual interview. So whatever we say today, whatever we discuss here is based on what little we know. We don't have the context of the whole interview. So maybe if you listen to us after hearing the Will interview, you know, it might sound a bit weird, but this is what everyone is talking about. And before I give my thoughts on it, guys, um, what, what, what do you all think? Like, well, when, you, when you all first saw the headlines in the morning, I remember Raul said it on the group chat, wow, Ronaldo. <laughs> so, I, I mean, a few things like on a high level, right? Like firstly, very glad this justifies him as like a dickhead even to United fans now. Uh. Uh, and we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Secondly, like to go out and to do an interview with Piers Morgan, like okay, do an interview first of all to mention all these things is a bit crazy. So yeah. one, he must not be heard or like he doesn't have anyone to like, or maybe he tried to tell this to the board or whatever, but he's not being heard or nothing is changing. But to do it with Piers Morgan as well and in, at this length and in this detail, like, I don't know, it's... <laughs> It's just so, so, so positive. What, like, what does he want to achieve out of this? Like, I mean, as, as, as if, if things are going to suddenly change for the better. Like, I don't know. I think it's a crazy I, I really think he, he's, he knows well enough. He was ready because this is, what, is this exactly what he wanted. Because after this, there's no more going back. There's no more playing for United again. You know, he's essentially forcing himself out of the club. And from Ronaldo's point of view, I think to a certain extent, pretty smart love from him. You know, because he really, really wants to get out. What What, what are your thoughts, Raul? No, but the, I, I think I agree with everything Kaiser said there. You know, I think, you know, people who are who are not fans of Ronaldo probably look at his interview and are not that surprised because this is no one is disputing how good he is. No one is disputing how good an impact he has as a football player. I think where people dislike him is everything else. They're always, you know, this is my show. It's about me. And similarly with this interview, right? First thing, like you said, Viz, okay, he wants to go out, get out. Fine. Where? So where's he going? So what's the, what's the you know, is there... Which club is going to take him? You know correct. what I don't understand, Raul? He says that the club was trying to force him out. And, you know, apparently, in the interview, apparently he wanted to be there, but people didn't want him to be there. But him doing this essentially means he wants to get out. Yeah, He's so just contradicting is, himself, you know? That is Correct. the thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure if he really wanted to leave, he could, right? Like, it's not people holding him back. That wasn't the issue, right? Correct. And, so and I, I think what, mm. what summarizes Ronaldo for me, right? Lot of I think a lot of his diehard fanboys are holding on to the fact being saying, you know, but here he is, you know, he's the only one brave enough to speak about the Glazers. He's the only one yeah. to come out and say about the state of the club. And that would be fine, right? If the If he just said that. If he just said that right. and the intention yeah. of this interview is so obviously from a very narcissistic personal gain yes. point of view. Do you get what I mean? Yes. It's like if 100%. he's come out and said this when things were going good Wow, fair play, you know. Here we go. This guy is coming no, if, here. When things are going good in the sense that he's playing good is what you're saying. Correct. Right? 
Correct. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 you know, whenever you come out in a position where you are angry and it's so obvious to see you're doing this for your own personal gain, and then you try to sprinkle these all these other issues here, right? It just, you know, it just tells you what type of person, you know, the intention that is not is not nice to see, lah. You know, and I think anyone, no matter how much you I they have idolized Ronaldo in the past. United, Real Madrid fans, whatever. Surely you must see this and think this is a thirty-seven, thirty-eight-year-old man. You know, this is not a child saying these type of things. Is ah, uh, I, I mean, is 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 yeah. It is what it is, lah. You know. Yeah, it just proves like like you said, Raul. Like I, as a United fan, as a Ronaldo fan, you know, I was always in denial to a certain extent. You know, I always, especially when he signed for United, I was always like, no, he really cares about us. You know, he really cares about. You know, people think he's so self-centered and all that, but you know, we take it and say that we spin it in the sense that yeah, he's like that because you know he wants to be the best, which is you know which has taken him to different levels altogether. But bro, this is a different level altogether. You know, very disappointing. You know, uh, uh, there are a few things that I agree with what he said about the glazers, about the about the you know facilities not being where they are, but. Him just saying that he does not have respect for the manager overshadows everything, bro. It's just sort of correct. Hmm. Well, like I'm saying, the okay, intention so of him giving the interview is not about the Glazers, yeah. Because the Glazers in is not like he said not. the day he walked into the club, that was the that was the state, right? He's walked in and he saw yeah. the facilities had not changed. So yeah. why not why not be outspoken then? If you really care about this then club, then itself, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why suddenly why when your self interest. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I think yeah. that's what really puts so people long? off, lah. You know, and yeah. I mean, he has tarnished his legacy as a. I would say, lah, as a United legend. I think you really have to kid yourself, lah. You really have to kid yourself to say, this is someone who's still a legend after after all this. You know, I mean. No statue. Yeah, no, for me, for me. At the end of the day, when <laughs> when Rooney catches some stray bullets for no yeah. reason. <laughs> Never. When I was when I was reading those quotes, I thought it was a joke. You know, I was like, no, this is a meme, right? <laughs> I can't believe it. Takes it, a, you it know, takes right? a dig at everyone, and I just can't wait till the whole interview is out. We we've spoken so much from snippets, and he's spoken ninety minutes with this moron, Piers Morgan. My <laughs> goodness. So, but what next? You know, so both parties get what they want. I think Ten Hag has played this to perfection. I think he's. Enjoying it, lah. You know he doesn't because Ronaldo this season has been more of a nuisance. I feel to a certain extent, you know, for Ten Hag. So now Ten Hag's yeah. going to look at it. Okay, perfect. You know, you've 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 done this yourself. You can leave. You get to go wherever you want. We are happy without you. So, in the and his end, interviews, his interviews about Ronaldo as well. He doesn't say more than he needs to, right? He's yeah. always very. He's quite kept it very yeah, cordial and correct. bro. I completely disagree with the fact. You know, he says, "Oh, Ten Hag doesn't treat him with respect whatsoever." You know, that's he was captain against Villa, and he's given him enough chances to play. And Kaiser, I know out of I watch United in and out, and yeah. I know Ten Hag's the type of manager. If that player's not playing well, he's going to get subbed off at halftime. But Ronaldo. For some reason, has always got a chance to play, and I just want to say this season Ronaldo has been off it, bro. He's been absolute garbage this season. Okay, I'm just gonna yeah. end it there now. I'll, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. He's got <laughs> to <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, he's done, bro. He's done. Gone in January, yeah. I have to report my poster, man. What the hell? 
Oh my god, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah bro, I told you, to, I told you, and you got it. It's not a good no, idea. Nah, I'll just give it some time, lah. I'll just give it some time. <laughs> you know, eventually, <laughs> I'm gonna like look back at all this. I'm gonna keep making some time, time, and time and space. Two, five, four, five years from now, once he's retired, I'm just gonna look back and look at the big picture. You know, and I'm not gonna remember this. Oh, the part where Ronaldo shot on the club, blah blah blah. You know, I'm gonna look at his time, his 08, 09, 07 period, you know. I want this moment erased lah. Oof, so, yeah, yeah. That needs another discussion, I think. Yeah, yeah, all together. So, <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, I think we need a break, guys. I think we need a break. Let's, let's get into the emotions of life. One of one right us definitely does, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, catch you. Catch you guys after the break. So our first team in the review segment, we talk about league leaders Arsenal. Arsenal are first right now, thirty-seven points after fourteen games played. Uh, they are ahead of second place City by five points, and they go into the World Cup. Sorry, they go into the World Cup break in relatively a comfortable position. Uh, they've got what three wins on the bounce now, and in the league, and right now the second most informed team after Newcastle. So boys, what are we thinking? Are they are they going to win the league? That's a big question. Uh, I would still say no at this point. You can mm. replay this uh, podcast when the end of the season, but at this point, I would still say no. Just What about you, Rahul? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Ah, sorry, uh, Rahul, just because <laughs> no, no. No, <laughs> they have no squad depth. <laughs> I think yeah. I think similar. Um, uh, which sounds. Like I'm almost discounting the performances and how they've done so far, but the thing is, we're not even at the halfway mark. Yeah. You know, I mean, traditionally they say the team top at Christmas normally does it. Obviously, Liverpool have gone against that what twice or three times now. Um, I mean, because in, of they're City, in, they're in the best position that they can be, right? Yeah. They're in the best position that they yeah. can be. They've they don't have that many players going to the World Cup either. While City do, it just dep- I think again it's a very unorthodox season where we never have the six-week break in the middle of a season. Uh, some clubs I I can't imagine that when we kick off on Boxing Day, everything would be as if we kicked off, you know, a week from Next the last. Week. Yeah, picture. yeah. You know, I I find you know players, yeah. some players have had this whole intense period of tournament football. Some players have just been, you know, in Dubai. Having a warm, warm weather training camp, so I find very hesitant to comment or anything because I think a lot of things will be different on the other side of the World Cup. But they are best place, man. Five points clear on Christmas. Yeah, playing fantastically yeah. well. Huge, you know, they look solid. Credit. The fan base is buzzing. The team looks well oiled, well you know drilled to do what they need to do. Why not? Why not? But I I can't see it happening as much as they've they've put mm-hmm. themselves in a very good position. I still think City have same thing when we were talking about Chelsea last season and everyone thought oh Chelsea might have a good go at it. I think it's different to have been there, done that, know when to really put your foot down on the pedal, when to come off, when you need to really get the results. City are well experienced in that. Arsenal have never uh, Arsenal haven't even t- challenged for a title. Exactly, I was yeah. gonna say that they haven't gone on a title run, title challenge plus Europe, yeah. plus the domestic leagues. I think poss- possible in the next two three years. Their trajectory is amazing, and I feel it's definitely possible in the next two three years. Just not this season yet, despite how well they've done. For me, I feel 
um, I've definitely changed in the sense that I could never take Arsenal seriously. Even early in the season when, remember we predicted Arsenal versus United, I said United would win because I just don't take Arsenal seriously. I don't think, you know, they have the the cojones, lah, let's say, to do it. But I think what they've done so far, you have to give it, you know, you have to give them credit. You know, we say that they don't have enough squad depth to balance all competitions, but they've been doing it so far. You know, they topped the group, uh, Europa League, and um, they're doing they're well ahead in the season. I think this is their best start since... I, I think it might be just their best start. I I, that, I really don't know. And mm. I'm... Yeah, it, if, they like, stay okay, cl- if they stay clear of injuries and get lucky this season, yeah, I think then they can have a possible. really good chance to really... And in a freak season like this where the World Cup is there, anything can possible. happen. So, anything can happen, yeah. Yeah, but I am taking Arsenal. I'm, I've done. I'm, I'm going to stop pretending that Arsenal are not serious title challenges. And I... I won't be surprised if Arsenal win it, you know. I don't know why. There's just something about them. So let's just talk about let's just talk about their last game, okay, against Wolves. Um they played Wolves away. Uh they won 2-0. I think the first half it was a bit difficult because all Wolves did was just sit back and wanted to play on the counter. I think it was pretty evident. So Arsenal did ha- struggle to break Wolves down in the first half. But they, you know, somehow kept composure. They kept their cool. They went in. They made a few tweaks. Zaka had to come off at halftime, who's a key player for them, because of some stomach issues whatsoever. And then Vieira came on and he did pretty well as well. And Odegaard got the two goals for them. And it's just something about this Arsenal team where I feel like before, like oh no, you know, if Partey's injured or Zaka's injured or Saka's injured, you know, they're not going to be able to do it. But this game against Wolves, although yeah, it's just Wolves, no offense, but. I watched that game and I really thought that there's something different lah, about this Arsenal. They're actually really good and it's becoming a pattern for opponents to sort of, you know, defend against Arsenal now because Arsenal are really a threat. They control the game, they control the tempo, they have majority of the ball and the chances they create are good chances. Yeah, they and are... They create yeah. really high quality chances. High and quality Sh- chances, you know. Xhaka, this team. year you see how forward he is as well. Yes, exactly. He really impacts the the front line. I feel they have so much options when like Martinelli yeah. starts running down the wing and stuff uh, exactly. to cut back to. And know. as a team, right? I feel they're defensively also very good. Like okay, see, I try to compare. It's between City and and Arsenal, right? For me, lah, right now in the league, and I feel that. Arsenal are still defensively better than City at this current moment in time like, where we are comparing them. I feel that they're just more composed. Every time Arsenal concede a chance, they always look like, oh, okay, it looks like the opponent's going to get a good chance, but they always defend it so well. Their defenders are playing so, so well. You know, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on their defence overall this season? I think, um, I mean, I've always liked Gabriel, but I think Saliba coming back, slotting in straight away and looking as good as he has, right? I mean, he's one of the best centre-backs in the league. And he's what? How old is he? 20? 21? Like... Yeah, yeah. You know, that's really been good, a... Bro. It's been a major part of that. But I think when people talk about defence, right, it's a lot, especially now in football, it's a lot to do not just with the back four and the keeper. I think it's to do with mm. the way that the team is set up. That yeah. midfield has done very well, and I think they like like we keep going back to. They just seem well coached. They know what they're doing. Um, I think Partey is so good at sweeping up danger before it gets to them, and this has yes. been, you know, <clears throat> as far as I can go back in recent memory, right? Any sort of 
team that challenges any team that is up there has uh, a holding midfielder or box to box midfielder who is at the top of their game right Partey is doing that you know for City Rodri was doing that when Liverpool were playing well yeah. it was Fabinho Fabinho um, so that's really important and then obviously like you said you got these two center backs young center backs hungry fantastic on the ball aggressive is is you know is the perfect sort of recipe for for having a solid thing and i think arsenal even if you watch the wolves game right even if you watch the highlights wolves do get a few opportunities but i wouldn't say they're very high quality opportunities yeah yeah you know so i think I, they 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 know what they're doing la. they know what they're doing and this is the fruits of that yeah they really look like a well coached team this group of players really have a good close bond with ateta and you can really see they're all on the same page you know and that's very nice to see lah so let's see where they end up post world cup touch wood you know let's see they don't get any injuries cuz if there are injuries to like like more than three players are go i think saka martinelli and, and maybe odegaard uh, or i could be mistaken know, but man. they've been quite lucky with fitness lucky? right yeah. so far yep. i think well yeah. at full back i think they've had a few issues but largely they have been okay right so i mean like the main guys who have really made a difference obviously two center backs Jesus Partey have been okay. I think they haven't really missed too many games here and there. So okay, I mean, you, but to win yeah. a league, you need luck. You you really do need luck. Yeah, you, you really know. do. I, uh, Liverpool had that one season. Uh, so I think our Champions League winning season or the Premier League winning. But I remember without luck with injuries. And then all that luck got really, really good. Before yes, the exactly. And then <laughs> <laughs> buying centre backs <laughs> like nobody's business in general. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, then let's see. Let's see where Arsenal are post World Cup. Uh, but before that, let's go to the other side of London with Tottenham Hotspur. Um, not so fantastic uh, start, I would say. Um, well, they're still in the top four, and yep. uh, they should be very happy uh, despite of the inconsistent performances. This is something as Spurs we were talking about earlier. You know, every time Spurs, they look like they they're losing, but they somehow get three points. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. Kaiser, can you shed some light, please? Yeah, well, on that, uh, I think we can uh, flash back to when we talked about them pre-season. I think Kane and all, not complaining, but they were saying that this is definitely one of the most grueling pre-seasons they've ever had uh, under Conte. And it looks like the fruits of those labour uh, are showing uh, in their performances. Yes, you don't want to be down three times in a game like they were against Leeds, but to have the higher endurance to come back to the game and never say die attitude as something that's been born into them from the preseason. Uh but yes, you mentioned the inconsistent performances. They are fourth with 29 points, three points behind City with one more game played. Um so they have two wins and one loss in the last three and I think I want to touch on the Liverpool game first before we go into the Leeds game because I think they played generally pretty well and were unlucky to go out with a loss. Um well, hit the post I quite think, a few uh, times, right? Exactly, Perisic hit the bar twice. He played next to Kane. Uh, in that game, um, and if it wasn't for some horrendous mistake from Dyer and those chances converted, and Kulusevski as well, if he started, and if they had Son, I think the game could have been very, very different because Kulusevski made a huge difference uh, to Spurs uh, when he came on. I don't know if you guys saw the game, but I mean, yeah, within, I a, few, within a few seconds, he, on, right? yeah. yeah, within a few seconds, in the first minute, he assisted Kane uh, in the box and he scored yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah. first goal. Um, but yeah, it seems that I mean he's crucial to Spurs when they play Kane, Son, Richarlison. Uh, it looks very different, very unbalanced, and they lack creativity. 
Um, but with Kluzevsky, yeah, very, very important. But the defence, uh, Daya and Loris especially, very suspect. But would you say uh, Liverpool deserve to win that game? Tough one. I think based on the chances, I think, uh, I think a draw would have been a fair result, so, uh, to be honest. I think honest, Liverpool but just took their chances properly. Yeah, we control a lot of the, of the game. Uh, yeah. But definitely, uh, Spurs played well enough to got a result, I would say. For sure. Fair enough. And what, what was the case with Leeds? You know, they just kept going behind, going behind, and then suddenly they win that lah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they were down three times. So, 1-0, 2-1, 3-2, and then they won 4-3, which is a yeah, freaking mad game. Um, so, a crazy stat is that they considered the first goal in the past eight games, uh, Spurs, which is terrible. Um, and like I mentioned, Loris and Dyer are suspect. And similar to the Liverpool game, um, both Leeds and Liverpool targeted the right side of Spurs' defence, which has Emerson Royale and Dyer. Um, and it worked uh, very well with Somerville on form scoring um, again for for uh, Leeds. Uh, but yeah, I think Kuluzewski being there uh, and then Bisuma sub changed the game as well. Bentanko was allowed to move forward and uh, scored the winning goal uh, in the end. But Spurs have won more points from losing positions than any other team in the Premier League. So as I mentioned earlier, they have uh, something strong there in terms of their mentality and their endurance. They just need to start games better. For sure. I, it's so crazy because beginning of the season, right, I still was thinking, you know, Spurs are going to be so solid defensively. They're going yeah, to be so same, difficult same. to break down. That's why I'm a bit underwhelmed, you know. Yeah, I... I, I, I it's the I other way around uh, now. I think they're a bit rubbish, you know, if I'm being honest. We sound so stupid because they're third in the table and they keep picking up points. Fourth now. But you see, when they play now, against sorry, the big teams, uh, like the good teams, right, they can't, they can't beat them. That's what I feel, yeah. lah. Well, yeah, against yeah. Liverpool they played well, but against United, they didn't show up, right? I mean, yeah, United. Te- I think because United, United, United played at home as well. I think that has to be factored into it. But yeah, mm. the United game just showed, like, yeah, like Rahul said, lah, they're quite rubbish, lah. You know, I like if you were to go away to Spurs, being honest, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like nervous or anything. I feel no. quite confident. Yeah, and the thing is, but that's the thing, lah. You know, I, I. Son being the player that he is, when he's on form, it makes such a difference. You know, it yes, makes that such is also a difference. True. And he hasn't been there this season. You know, now he's fractured his eye socket. Yeah. So he's I, missing I mean, the World I think, Cup, right? No, I, I probably he's, he he should be fit. He should be fit for the World wow. Cup. Um, okay. But Huge. that's a big thing. But it's weird, lah, because Conte, you know, you he's won the league with Chelsea. He's a good, you know, he's done it in Italy as well. Just Very something not quite right. At, at Spurs lah, I would say they just I don't know I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool finish above them if I'm being honest uh, yeah. in the end yeah. yeah yeah, same here I wouldn't be surprised so I I don't know okay the thing is I really don't know how long Spurs can still stay in the top 4 with the likes of you know teams like Newcastle where they're, they're, they're really good like I can confidently say Newcastle are a better team than Spurs can you all agree with me on that Oh yeah, I mean Newcastle, yeah, Belgium, and Liverpool, yeah. Chelsea, based, United based as well. On, right now, for me, yeah, 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 of course, of course. I mean, they're I think really they're good. deservedly yeah. third, lah. Newcastle, let's not, you know, they're yeah. not there by fluke. They're not there by. Uh, they are very good. They are very good. And but they don't the even have Isak playing, you know. So that's another. There's a lot of shit know. teams uh, in the <laughs> in the big teams, yeah. Uh, in, well. in the top uh, eight, like who are meant to play well, like Chelsea, United, Liverpool, just. It's not doing Spurs, it, eh? all of them are not not good, really. 
not fantastic. True, true. Okay then, uh, I think we can wrap up this segment with our last team leads. So right now, they're 15th with two points from relegation spots. Uh, after ex- you know scraping and escaping relegation last season, I think it's been a disappointing start, I would say. Leeds, uh, I, I really don't know what to say about Leeds. They're very meh. You know, that's that's what I'd say. I don't know what the major difference is when it was under Bielsa and now under Jesse March. I honestly don't understand. And uh, Rahul, do you want to shed some light on that, please? Yeah, I think the owner sort of jinxed them at the beginning of the season when he came out and said, you know, this season we're definitely not going to be in a relegation scrap. Um, and I mean, obviously things change. Like we said, we're not even halfway through the season, but the start hasn't been good. I think in the last 10 games, they've managed two wins and a draw. The rest have all been losses. Um, you know, they invested pretty heavily over the summer. They spent about £100 million. Jesse Marsh and his connection to the Red Bull clubs uh, where he was manager, Salzburg and Leipzig. He signed Aronson and Christensen from Salzburg. Uh, and then he signed Tyler Adams from Leipzig with, uh, and also Luis Sinistera from Feyenoord. I mean, all of them, obviously, young players with potential. I think because he knows them so well and he knows the Red Bull style of play. And, I mean, to be fair, I think largely they have been good. They have performed well so far. I think Aronson has been pretty good. Tyler Adams, probably their player of the season so far. Um, But they just, yeah, it's just chaos. It's just chaos ball, which is a, different from what how they ended the last season, right? So... Jesse Marsh comes in February, March last season from Bielsa, tries to calm everything down, says, you know, we need to defend first, we need to not concede as many goals. And he does that, I think, towards the end of the season when they escape relegation, that's what it was, right? They were a bit more solid and they were scraping wins. Yeah, solid things. defensively last season. This season, the they've yeah. conceded 26 goals, you know, that's almost, I mean, it's yeah. close to two goals a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, last game was 4-3, the Bournemouth was 4-3 as well. Uh, you know, Liverpool very kindly gave them a, a very nice three points at Anfield. But they're just not a team where you can say this is how they play, you know. At least under Bielsa, right, you knew, okay, this is chaos, but it's chaos in the sense that they press high, they're aggressive. On Jesse Marsh, they, they show spurts of this and then spurts of like, that. Like. Yeah, they try to take control of the mm. ball, they try to take the sting out of the game and they can't really do it very well. And uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. And I think... Now the Leeds fans aren't as happy because Marsh has been in there since February, March. They still can't tell what he's trying to achieve. So mm. it's not good. I think, you know, high up in the club as well, there's a bit of uh, controversy there. So the sporting director was seen after the Bournemouth game saying, you know, on a, a fan was taking a video of him and he was like, sack the board, sack the board. So I think there is probably mm. a split in probably maybe the sporting director and Marsh on one side and, you know, the fans and possibly the board on the other side. So it's not mm. good, but I think what goes in favour of uh, Leeds is there's some, like, as Kaiser was saying, there are quite a few other shit teams as well, you know. So they find themselves yeah. two points at about the relegation <laughs> zone. Well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and you see that I think you can get away with it against the poorer teams like they did against Bournemouth, 3-1 down at halftime. Uh, he makes a couple of subs, brings on the youngsters, Greenwood and I don't know how you pronounce it, Nonto, I think he's called. Um, they make a difference, they win 4-3. But largely, Leeds fans come away from the game being like, oh, we were, we were still a bit shit, you know, despite that. Mm, yeah. Spurs, exact yeah. same thing, you know, they go at it. 
but then it's a shooting duel and they lose. They, 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 their defense just can't hold out to a lead. So it's difficult because on the one side, you see these attacking players, Rodrigo and Samuville have been fantastic. I think when Leeds attack... Yeah, and their goals are so damn nice, bro. Yeah, yeah individual scored, attacking yeah, yeah, players yeah. are great. But you great. can't. I don't think you can at this level just have one side of your team that way. So you look on the other side of the break, is City at home, Newcastle and West Ham. I mean, how many points do you think they pick up from there? Would you be surprised to see them back in the relegation zone again? Probably not. So, it's difficult. But I think it's so very un- difficult. They're so unpredictable. Like, beating Liverpool, I feel like these kind of teams can pull out some crazy results. Uh, you think they like need a big games. game? Yeah, like potentially, I feel like. Maybe Marsh just is like... Fucking Bro, did you see that, right that post-match of Marsh uh, in one where he says... I'm I'm angry. I'm I'm angry or I'm sick of this or something, you know. He says he he talks about how he's been a professional player all his life and he's not lost that many games in his professional career as opposed to him losing with Leeds, you know. I just thought it was just so funny. <laughs> like he's a very I mean, uh, that would be something he would say, la. Yeah, he's oh, no, also he's what not, he called that. not the best thing to say right after, you know. Yeah. More concerned <laughs> about your individual record than you actually losing the games as manager of the team. I think it's not a, it's not a good look, like, you know. He just has to, you know, find more motivational things to say, like, to the players. I think he's recycled quite a bit already. He needs to get them up to speed. He's used so all that his, being said, uh, American coach so far. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, if you watch All or Nothing, the uh, there's a Leeds one. Ar- now. Arte- no, Arteta's oh. one. Like he's the also best. like if he was. An American and speaking an American and said the things oh, he said. Oh, bro, you know we he would, draws out we would absolutely hate brains. him. It's so yeah. funny. I was quite. And then touched. the the electricity, <laughs> the light bulb electricity. <laughs> oh my god, crazy, bro. Just, they play with so visuals. Go, guys. I think it stimulates <laughs> a certain part. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's, Let's fucking go, go guys. <laughs> so okay, guys. I think uh, let's keep the pod short. I think that that pretty much wraps up our. A review segment. We don't have a preview segment because the Premier League only, you know, resumes back in uh, towards the end of December. After Christmas, man. Can you imagine? That's so yeah. After preview Christmas. the World Cup. Who's going to win yeah. the World, World Cup? World Cup fever, yeah. baby. So, yeah, based on the World Cup, uh, we're going to do a few special episodes on the World Cup. Let's go. Woo! Let's go. So, yeah, we're doing that. So um, I don't want to commit to how many pods we're going to do because <laughs> we really don't know. <laughs> and for those pods, you know, we're just going to go with the flow, you know, they're not go- there's not going to be much structure to it, it's just going to be three of us casually just talking, so hopefully you tune in to that as well. Any uh, so, um, any predictions? Mm. I Bro, don't know. I haven't even looked at this. <laughs> I don't no. know the teams. <laughs> yeah. I really don't know. I really don't know, but I think Brazil are looking pretty good, bro, this season. At this season. From all the games you watch of them, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, got boys like it Casemiro, Fred, Anthony, Anthony, Vinicius, Matt team, oh, bro, Gabriel Jesus. Like it's a good team, lah. But with Brazil, it's always superstars, but they never play as a team, you know. Still but you know what I'm excited about? about? I'm excited about the stars that will emerge from this tournament. You know, that's something that I look forward to always in the Euros, in the World Cup. That's see which very wholesome. Team yeah, that's Ooh, nice. Oh, Jan- January nice. transfer window is going to be mad. Actually, Actually, yeah, off the World Cup performances. You know what? I hope Ronaldo does extremely well. So somebody comes in and, and falls and for that. And it's going to be mad because it's just one month versus a, 
versus a summer of like yeah, deliberating, exactly. you know. People yeah. just gonna pay big prices potentially yeah, for some, I don't know, some surprise. I feel Liv- yeah. I so maybe we might do something lah. Uh, I have a feeling. Yeah, Jude Bellingham. I think you guys are gonna sign. Oh him. my god, don't bro. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, He's not gonna. St- is he gonna start for England? I don't know. I think he'll start lah. <laughs> la. No lah, he probably start lah. He probably start. He's a good player lah. Alright guys, we'll catch you in the next World Cup pod. This is the Baller Boys. Take care. Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Oli. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day, he's the biggest fool in Manchester. And that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. No one wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football.